Good morning and welcome to the Presbyterian... Oh, he's probably not talking until I'm in front of the microphones or the speakers because it might be feed, feedback. Presbyterian Church of the Covenants, Pentecost, birthday of the church. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited you're listening to the podcast. My name is Reverend Jason Warren Griffiths and on the behalf of the team and I, I'd like to say welcome. Really glad you're here. Look at this beautiful day. Um, after the service, we'll be having a picnic. Hopefully you brought your lunches. Um, there'll be... Anybody around, please help. We're going to set up some round tables, people to sit around. And then after that, if you're so inclined, we're going to walk around the neighborhood and pray and uh, hopefully run into some neighbors and say, hey, come on over here on Sundays. Um, I'm right in front of the microphone. I'm, I'm, like, I'm doing the exact opposite of what Phil told me not to do. Don't stand in front of the microphone. Okay. Jeffrey, glad you're here. You're going to be playing on the guitar. Micah's back. And he's going to be playing the, he's going to be, he's going to be playing the keys. So if you were thinking, oh man, I don't want to go to the picnic. I don't know if I like Jason's red shirt. You need to come and stake around maybe and listen to some Micah playing the, the ivories. You know what I mean? It's going to be gorgeous. Uh, anything else I got to announce? Yeah, Sam and Corey have been married 55 years. Their marriage can officially retire. Right? Now they can just uh, just collect pension. Just roll it all in. And that's also carry our uh, children's pastor's uh, birthday. There's one person clapping. Come on, louder than that. She's our children's pastor. That's awesome. And uh, it's Kathy's? Kathy Stevenson. How are you, Kathy? Happy birthday. I'm going to say hip hip and you say happy birthday. Hip hip. That's it. That's all we got time for. Uh, I'm going to introduce Cornell, and Cornell is going to introduce an introit. So that's a lot of introducing. In uh, 2015, we needed an introit uh, to, uh, for Pentecost, and all of them were very difficult, the one that were written. And I said to the choir, I'm going to write one that is easier for you. So here comes the introit for Pentecost. <laughs> comes from Psalm 104, verses 30 through 34. And if you're so inclined and so willing, please stand with me as we slow ourselves down and we join the, the saints in singing the praise of our triune God. David, the psalmist, writes, When you release your spirit when life is created, ready to replenish life upon the earth, May God's glorious splendor endure forever. May the Lord take joy and pleasure in all that he has made. For the earth's overseer has the power to make it tremble. Just a touch of his finger and volcanoes erupt as the earth shakes and melts. I will sing my song to the Lord as long as I live. Every day I will sing my praises to God. May you be pleased with every sweet thought. I have thought about you, for you are the source of my joy and the source of my gladness. Let's lift our voices and sing, Come Thou Fount Every Blessing.
and good morning, children of God. Show of hands, how many of you help out at home? Okay, okay. Maybe you have chores that you do around the house on a regular basis. Have you ever received a task that felt almost impossible? For me, it's doing the dishes. Maybe you had to do something that was a lot more difficult than your usual responsibilities, and maybe it seemed like you would never accomplish it. Well, I have something here. If you guys even know what this is, it's clock. It's not digital. (laughs) Um, And it doesn't seem to be working quite right. Can you help me fix it? Well, I guess you might need a little something else to help. This clock needs batteries. But as you can see, you'll also need a tool back here to open the compartment for the batteries. And I'm happy to help you. We'll need a screwdriver to open the little battery hatch and some fresh new batteries to put inside. And if you need extra help, I can show you how to get it opened and closed. We can work together to take care of it. So what might have seemed impossible is made much easier with the right tools and a little bit of advice, right? Well, you know, sometimes in our lives, we are faced with tasks that seem almost impossible. Life becomes very challenging in a lot of ways. There's great news, though. Jesus gives us the tools we need to get through those tough times. We know that he has given us the greatest gift of all in salvation through his blood. But he has also provided us with a special tool that allows us to communicate with God. What do we call that? Prayer. Yes, prayer is a powerful and essential tool that helps us get through life's challenges. Jesus actually demonstrated how to pray several times in the Bible. He gave us examples of how we can talk to God, and he even prayed for us. In the Gospel of John, one of the last things that Jesus did before going to the cross was pray for his disciples. In doing so, he prayed for us as well. Jesus knew that life would be difficult. He knew we would face a lot of challenges and seemingly impossible tasks. So he prayed that God would protect and comfort us, and we can take joy in knowing that he has prayed on our behalf. We can also be glad that we have opportunity to pray as well. We can talk to God anytime, anywhere. He wants to hear from us. He loves us as his children and listens when we come to him. Sometimes we might have trouble praying. We might not know just what to say or how to say it. There's good news there too. Even when we aren't sure how to talk to God, the Bible assures us that the Holy Spirit can fill in the gaps for us. We have helpers when we get stuck. He helps us, just like I helped you with this clock. God knows what's on our hearts, even if we lack the words to express it. He will always answer our prayers. Sometimes, and this is the most difficult part, it might not be the answer we want, or we might have to be patient, but he does answer. So we can be thankful that Jesus has loved us and prayed for us, and that we can pray to him. It goes both ways and is a blessing for us. It comforts and helps us with tough tasks in our lives. So why don't we pray right now? Pray with me. Dear God, thank you for giving us tools to pray. Help us come to you for all that we need and remind us to pray at all times. Thank you that Jesus prayed for us and thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, all children and youth are dismissed. Jesus said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me. Out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living water. Trusting in God's grace, let us confess our sin. Almighty God, you poured your spirit upon gathered disciples, creating bold tongues, open ears, and a new community of faith. We confess that we hold back the force of your spirit among us, We do not listen for your word of grace. Speak the good news of your love or live as people made one in Christ. Have mercy on us, O God. Transfer our timid lives by the power of your spirit and fill us with a flaming desire to be your faithful people, doing your will for the sake 
of Jesus Christ our Lord. Through Christ, God has poured out the Holy Spirit upon us for the forgiveness of sins. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Hear the good news. Hope does not disappoint us. For God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us in baptism. Believe this good news and give thanks. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Well, it is Pentecost Sunday, and that means we're going to get a little Pentecostal. So today we're actually going to worship with, you guys ready? All right, let's do this. I thank the Lord for what, for what he's done in us. I thank the Lord for his love. And I thank the Lord for what he's going to do for us from the heavens above. And I thank the Lord for the smile that he's put on my face. I thank the Lord for his grace. I thank the Lord for the joy that he has given to me Cause now I know that I am really set free Here we go! Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord I thank the Lord for what, for what he's done in us. I thank the Lord for his love. And I thank the Lord for what he's going to do in us from the heavens above. And I thank the Lord for the smile that he's put on my face. I thank the Lord for his grace. I thank the Lord for the joy that he has given to me Cause now I know that I am really set free Here we go! Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord Everybody praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Bring it down. All right, get your motors, get your motors running. Here we go. We're going to sing out the chorus again. One, two, three, four. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Everybody praise the Lord. Everybody, everybody, everybody praise the Lord. Last time, here we go. Everybody, everybody,
All right, this one's easy. You just got to repeat after me, okay? Through you the blind will see, through you the mute will sing, through you the dead will rise, through you all hearts will praise, through you the darkness flees, through you my heart screams, I am free. So repeat after me, here we go. I am free to run. I am free to run, and I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. I am free. I am free. Now we'll just jump the octave. Here we go. I am free to run. I am. Now we break it back down. Here we go. Through you the blind will see. Through you the mute will sing. Through you the dead will rise. Through you all hearts will praise. Through you the darkness flees. Through you my heart sings. I am free. Repeat after me. I am free to run. I am free to run. I am free to dance. I am free to dance. I am free to live for you. I am free to live for you. I am free. I am free. Here we go. I am.
There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. I've tasted and seen. Of the sweetest of loves Where my heart becomes free And my shame is undone In your presence, Lord Holy Spirit, you are welcome here Come and feel the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence There's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. Your presence. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone in your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord your presence Lord let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness cause Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood this place and fill the atmosphere your glory God is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence Lord Amen Goodness right Danny you guys brought it today that's amazing that's uh uh, maybe I should, I, I'll keep quoting Rage Against the Machine if we keep getting worship like that. That's awesome. Um, I got a couple sermonettes and then a sermon. 
but uh, I am so fired up, right? That's my shirt. Anywho, um, let me pray. God, I just pray that you would calm me down and keep me on my notes, but be glorified and challenged. Uh, challenge the folk that are here and challenge the folk that are listening. Challenge this guy. And all God's people said, okay, okay. First sermonette, Pentecost last year. It was my first Pentecost at this church. And I was stuck speaking into a recorder in my man cave up, uh, up in my, uh, my house. And it broke me. It was, it was a really, really hard day last year. And so today is the flip of that. I am so excited, um, which leads me into my second sermon. That was quick, right? That's why I called them sermonettes. I'll do little sermonettes, but uh, I'm your pastor. It's still sinking in. I didn't get a Pentecost with you guys. I didn't get to yell about how good Holy Spirit is, and now I do. So that, I guess that's the real end of the first sermonette. But thank you for hiring me, and thank you for being with me through this all of us all like you took all of me and you you love me and as is and I can't I can't pay that back and I'm just fired up anywho okay that's the sermonette second sermonette is I preached last year into that recorder you probably should go back and listen to it I don't even know if that exists anymore without tapes and records I don't even know is it floating around somewhere? I don't even know if we can hear that. But my first Pentecost sermon was called She-Fire. And everybody's been giving me a little trouble because I, I wrote on the little banner out front, Here She Comes. Um, Clark Pinnock came out with a book a couple years back and it made an argument that we should have a conversation with the Holy Spirit. And since the male pronoun is he, for Jesus the Christ, and God the Father is God of the Scriptures, it would be helpful for all followers of Jesus to start calling the Holy Spirit she. In the same vein as Lady Wisdom, and in the same vein as Bono <laughs> sings about the Holy Spirit, and she moves in mysterious ways. You remember that song? It's all right. It's all right. That's the best Holy Spirit worship song that's ever been written. Because right at the end, he goes, the Spirit moves in mysterious ways. And he's th you think he's talking about a lady friend the whole time. And then you think about how God moves in these mysterious ways and gets where nobody else can get. And then also to pile on top of that argument is the shack. It's a fictional piece. But he represents the Holy Spirit with an Asian woman who collects tears. There's something right about that. And then insert sermon from Jason, how women are better than men, right here. But I do, if, if, if that's causing you, like, that guy's annoying me right now. I'm going to call the Holy Spirit, the whole, he until I die. Do it. I don't want anybody to get to hang up on, on how, I think it's a preferential. I, I miss my mom a bunch. She died in, in cancer, and I think all Clark Pinnock's arguments make a lot of sense. But if you catch me, I'll call the Holy Spirit he. The point is, Holy Spirit's above gender, right? He's God, or she's God, you know? It, it doesn't matter, you know? Anywho, so sermonette number two, take it or leave it. I like the Holy Spirit to be she and comfort, all that stuff. Terry, you with me still? Two sermons down now, we got a sermon to listen to. Okay. <laughs> and our sermon is Jesus' last sermon. My sermon this morning is about Jesus' last sermon before the big weekend, where he goes and crucif he's crucified, dead, and rises again. And in the vein of how I've been preaching, because I don't know if you were here on Easter, I've been big on this concept of we've missed this whole part of the resurrection 
of the second Passover. That's why he does it over Passover rather than Yom Kippur. Reformation kind of sidetracked us and got us really focused on being atoned for our personal sins, which is absolutely true. But we miss this huge thing. Jesus rose again on Passover and became the king of a second Exodus people. And look to your right and to your left. We are those people. 50 days after the Passover, the Hebrew nation would celebrate Pentecost, which was what? It was a time for gathering the wheat and the grain. It was a time for harvest. It was a time for collecting. What happens in the second Exodus, right? 50 days after Jesus sets us free and makes himself the king of our lives and we're no longer slaves to this world, we're a second Exodus people, the Holy Spirit drops out of the heavens. The power of God becomes among us. And we are second Exodus people for the harvesting. I guess that's a third sermonette. Okay, let's get to the text. Malia's like, seriously, stop talking. Okay, I'm going to read the text. We're going to say a couple things, and then you'll, I guess you get a fourth sermon. I only got applications for the fourth one, though, so that's good. Our, our, our sermon, like I said, our, our text is Jesus' last sermon before the, the weekend. And he gathers up his 12, and he says this. Well, actually, he first says in at the end of 15, and then I'll start on the sermon. On the 15 chapter, chapter 15, this is John, the Gospel of John, chapter 15, start, I'll do 26 and 27, skip down to 16, 1 through 15. Is everybody still awake? Okay, good. No more honking, because some of the neighbors are getting annoyed with us. But we love horns. Anywho. When the, advocate, when the advocate, the paraclete, when she comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. Skip down to 16, verse 4b. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I'm going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin. About sin because they do not believe in me. About righteousness because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer. About judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For the Spirit will speak, not on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. The Spirit will glorify me, because the Spirit will take you will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. First, those first couple verses, they're kind of the answer to what does it mean to walk in, walk in truth? What we ended on last, last week, Second John. What does it mean to walk in the truth? It means walking in the Holy Spirit. And by the way, Philip, every once in a while, am I, can you hear me? 
Like last week I was walking too far. You can hear me? Okay, uh, is this good? Where can I go? Can I go over to that red car? Probably not. Okay. Walking in the Spirit is walking in truth. Synonymous. John Orberg taught me a huge lesson when I, wrote, when, he read, when I read his book, The Me I Want to Be. There's a chapter in there where he talks about um, what makes a spiritual person a spiritual person. Does it mean going to church every day? No. He likens it to being a Corvette person. How do you become a Corvette person? You talk about Corvettes a lot. How do you become a USC person? You talk about USC a bunch. How do you become a spiritual person, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant? You talk about the Holy Spirit. You invite the Holy Spirit into your life. You start mentioning Spirit. You ask the Spirit to show up and give you comfort. You ask the Spirit to give you direction. You ask the Spirit for truth. What's right here? I'm so confused. I have no which way. What's going on? Holy Spirit, come here. I love that tune. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Right? Invitation. Pop quiz. How do you become a spiritual person? Talk about the Spirit. My mother-in-law slash Gretchen. I don't know what she is, but she's the most, she's an amazing woman. She just said that. Anyway, that's another sermon. I won't get there. Okay, first thing in 4B, timing. It's the last sermon. I remember I was a youth pastor over at St. Andrews, and I was starting to work with in the missions department, and I was hanging out with a guy named Tim Sook, and he was uh, the head of Santa Ana um, Main Street Teen Challenge. And he said, you want me to come and speak at your youth group? And he's this big Korean dude. He, like, he's six seven in every direction. Like, <laughs> he's, he's a big dude. He's strong too, man. Uh, and you would, anyway, I said, I don't know. I don't know. And he looked at me and he goes, I know what you're thinking. They're not ready for me, are they? And I said, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> if they, you can't handle that when you're a little kid, when you're a child in the faith. You can't handle this deep stuff. Jesus opens, he's been cruising with these disciples, these 12 best friends for three years. And he says, oh, by the way, in my last sermon, I'm going to teach you some stuff you weren't ready for before. It's right before the big weekend. I need to tell you some essential stuff and don't you darn forget it. So it's essential. These are nuggets of truth. This is Jesus doing pneumatology, Greek Pneuma is spirit. Ology. Logia, word, study of. We're about to do some pneumatology. It's pneumatology 101 taught by Jesus the Christ. What's the spirit going to do? First, I've noticed your, your hearts are filled with sorrow. Is that anyone here today? I know that's me. There's all kinds of things to be sorry about. A bunch of kids, thousands of them, showed up a block from my house. There were helicopters flying all over Huntington Beach. Just angry, bitter. They just they missed out on on the celebrations of this past year and a half. They want life. They want truth. They want to be seen. They want to have fun. They've been trapped in a cage. Your hearts are filled with sorrow. Game number one, the pneumatology first point. She rides into town and squelches all sorrow. That's why I love that image of the Holy Spirit in the shack collecting tears as if they're valuable. Your pain is valuable to God. Is that blow you away? If it doesn't, there's something wrong with the thing inside you called your heart. Because he's crazy about you. He was, he's, he, the spirit, first job, big old arms wrapped around you. 
Do you remember it in this COVID? The first hug that you got from somebody that you haven't had in a long, long time? The Spirit wants to go in and do that. Wrap you. Protect you. Comfort you. Point one of his pneumatology class. He, she is the comforter. The great comforter. She comforts when no one else can. Points number two and three. Verses eight through eleven. I stole it. I, I didn't steal it. I got it from a commentary on Bruner. By Bruner. Written by Bruner on this text. Point number two. The spirit rolls in. Spirit is a teacher. Any teachers in here? <laughs> right? This whole, I, I got a congregation full of teachers. Almost every single email, I get a grammatical email back. You said that wrong. You meant to say, you know what I mean? You know, like whatever. This is the teacher. Anybody had a teacher that just shoots it straight? Doesn't feed around the bush? Doesn't sugarcoat it? You've had one. Mark Lackey's had one. He's, I feel, you fall into that category, my friend. Anyway. (laughs) The Spirit shows up and starts teaching. That's what Jesus says. He says, first he comforts. Make sure you get that. Then she teaches. And she says, first You're wrong about what's wrong with the world. You think it's the racial divide? It isn't. You think it's starving people? That's wrong, but it isn't what's wrong with the world. Your problems for the day, are they wrong? Is that what's wrong with the world? I know a lot of times I think it is. The Spirit shows up, starts teaching, and says, you've got it wrong about what's wrong. What's wrong with the world is they don't see that Jesus was sent by the Father to love and absolutely adore all of his creations. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He sent part of himself, part of the triune God, to roll out and say, you're wrong about what's wrong. Straighten up. Understand that God loves you. He doesn't, he's not judging you. He's not hateful towards you. He's crazy about you. That's what's wrong with the world. They don't understand that Jesus absolutely loves. He is love. That's what John talks about over and over and over and over again. And we still don't get it. And people say, Jason, calm down because you're yelling. You sound like crazy. I can't race to that amount of excitement. You need to be quiet and listen because God's crazy about you. He's crazy. He's nuts. Sorry, I freaked everybody in the front out. But the spirit shows up and there's passion. And you're wrong about what's wrong. Notice it's not your sin. Notice it's the fact that we've gotten our eyes off the Messiah. And then he says you're wrong about what's right too. Ice cream's really good. Donuts are really good, Jay. But they're nothing compared to how good Jesus the Christ is on every single level coming after God's creation. That's what's right. The Spirit is all about Jesus. You know that old joke? What's the answer to every question in Sunday school? Jesus, right? And that's true. You're an A-plus a student. If I ask you a question, you just say Jesus. What's two plus two? Jesus. Right. That's in this kingdom. That's the truth of this kingdom. If Jesus is the king, he is the answer to every single question. He is what everything is about. He's what everything good points to. He's what everything that deserves glory, worship, and honor is. Jesus. Then he ends out the text. The Spirit comforts, it teaches. 
And then she declares. And not only that, she heralds. The word there in Greek, angel. She's a herald. Look back at Isaiah chapter 6. I'll read these first couple verses if you can't turn there that quick. In the year of the king Uzziah died, that's just a narrative way to tell you what year it was before they had the calendar. I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs, angels, were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces. With two they covered their feet. And with two they flew. And one called to another said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots of the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called in the house filled with smoke. Picture it with me. Isaiah's getting this vision. This being, this angelic being, has got two wings covering his face. Two wings covering the feet. Two wings flapping. Pop quiz. If you've got two wings covering the face, two wings covering the feet, how big are the wings? What's, what's, what's the covering? The whole angel. We got four wings doing the job of shielding the angel from the glory of God. And you got two wings just keeping it fluttering, fluttering around. And there's two of them. And these seraphs, they start heralding. They start in the Greek, angeling. What are they saying? Holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. How loud are they saying it? So loud that the building is shaking. Picture me a couple of seconds ago yelling about how much God loves you, which is kind of ironic because I don't know, I shouldn't yell that loud, but these things are floating around. Holy, holy, holy. And they're screaming so loud that the building that's containing them is shaking and smoke starts rolling in. Jesus teaches us the spirit. She rolls in, she comforts us. The spirit, she rolls in, she starts teaching us. And then the spirit right at the end comes and says, hey, you and me, Let's scream so loud about this Jesus that rose from the dead on our behalf that this place shakes. That, that the world can't ignore the truth of Jesus the Christ. How do I apply any of this? First, I'm sweating so I can't see. Uh, second, we talk about the Spirit a bunch. Homework assignment to Presbyterian Church of the Covenant. We are now going to be spiritual people. I don't know what you were yesterday, but today you're a spiritual person. You're going to start talking about the Holy Spirit, coming in and comforting you. You're going to talk about the Spirit as I'm driving in with my son to the church that my wife and I were married in, and I get paid to tell you guys that Jesus loves you. That's the dream, right? And I'm cruising in, and the Spirit says, you should pinch yourself. You are rich beyond compare. You are filled, man. Be comforted. Be comforted. What does that mean? Sit down and shut up for a second and listen. To this. Have the Spirit comfort you. Have some patience. Wait around for a minute. The Spirit, she's there. She's here. Harold. Jesus the Christ. Be all about it. And quick plug, quick shameless plug. Stick around here for a second. We'll have a picnic. We'll listen to Micah 
do his glorious playing of the keys. And then we'll walk around the neighborhoods and just say, hey, where are your neighbors? You know what we're all about? We're about Jesus. If you, if you want to fly, you want to be a part of this community, come, come check it out any Sunday. Man, you forgive me for going a little long? I'm going to call for the offering and the tithes. Um, and God continues to bless this place financially and with some amazing folk. Look to your right and look to your left. Now it's part of the service where we get to join into the second Exodus adventure. We throw our money in the, in the pot and see what God can do, it, do with it. This morning's tithes and offerings are now received. If you're at home listening to the podcast, please mail it to the Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And if you're here, there's stations there and there. And P.S. Happy birthday, Kathy. Listen to the rustle of a mighty wind. Uh, it's a musical paraphrase of uh, the book of Acts chapter 2 in which the event of Pentecost uh, is described. And composer Barry Red had a very great inspiration in creating the paraphrase, the words, and the music that goes with that. Um, it's a, there are a lot of images of, um, you know, of uh, um, disciples being uh, excited and scared at the same time, but being commissioned to preach the gospel of the risen Christ to the whole world. Um, this recording was done uh, in, from one of our services in 2008. Micah Wright was the pianist. The choir is the one that you know. And I just wanted to let you know that Micah is in today. You're going to hear him playing some piano during the picnic. Let's listen to this uh, wonderful, inspiring, and I forgot to say one thing. Uh, this music, it's in a minor key, a little bit of a archaic flavor to kind of suggest the older times, the 2000 years ago. Uh, let's see what this music sp uh, speaks to you. Thank you. 
records in the Acts of the Apostles this. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. All of us are filled with the Holy Spirit. Shall we pray? Holy and magnificent God, like on the day of Pentecost 2,000 years ago, may the boldness of your Spirit transform us. May the gentleness of your Spirit lead us. And may the gifts of your spirit be our goal and our strength now and always. Fall afresh on your disciples today, O Lord. Guide us to bear witness to your redeeming love for all humanity. Lord, we thank you for the transforming work of your Holy Spirit in our lives and through our lives toward others. We pray for your boldness to proclaim the gospel. Remind us to align with the power and might of your Holy Spirit to do the work that you have given us. Father, we pray for our world, a world that thirsts for your spirit. Thank you that today was the third quiet day of the ceasefire between Israel and Gaza. We pray, O oh God, for your peace in that region, your peace that transcends all understanding while acknowledging this conflict is complex and long-suffering. We pray too, Lord, for India and South America where the COVID virus runs rampant. Many are suffering and dying under difficult conditions. We pray for your healing power to penetrate those places where the coronavirus has a stronghold. We pray for the efficacy of your Holy Spirit to heal and transform those who are sick. Give strength and courage to the healthcare workers and caretakers. Mobilize the world to help and send provisions as quickly as possible. We continue praying for the availability of the vaccine here and around the world that the coronavirus may be defeated once and for all in your name, Jesus. And we pray these prayers in the powerful and healing name of Jesus the Christ, our Lord. Lord Jesus, we lift up our church and beg you, Lord, use us. Use us in your transformative plans for Costa Mesa. Use us for your transformative plans for our country. Use us for your transformative plans for our world. History forever changed because you prepared 12 disciples to carry on your kingdom message. Use us, Lord. Humble as we are, we want to be a part of your plan of redemption for humanity. We pray your hand of blessing on Pastor Jason and his family, on Pastor Sharon and her family, on each member of our staff and their families, on each of our members and visitors and their families, and on everyone who comes onto this campus, on everyone who walks by this campus, on everyone who drives by this campus, come Holy Spirit and fall afresh on us, guiding us to bear witness to our neighbors and to the world of your redeeming love for all humanity connecting us to believers everywhere. We pray as you taught your disciples saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Isn't she amazing? We, I work with an amazing team. I haven't, I, I haven't said thank you enough. Amy, thanks for being on Team Sharon Sound. Philip, how much, how much have you been railed this, this COVID-19? Everybody's complaining about this sound stuff. Anyway, round of applause, please, for this team. Thank you very much. We're going to end the service uh, with a benediction, but a benediction in many languages. Pachi, you still here? Okay, would you go grab that? Pachi will be at the Danny's mic. And then we got Jin Jung. He'll be at uh, the microphone that Jeff was at. And they've been wiped down, I believe. And then Cornell will be over here. They got Mandarin Chinese by Jin Jung. We got Pachi doing port Portuguese. We got Romanian, uh, Cornell. And then to round it all out, we got Elizabeth Van, Dorm in, uh, Van Dorn in uh, German in this car. And let's do mic checks first. Elizabeth, can we hear you? Yeah, yep, they're on. Cornell? See, See, that's why we do this. That's why we do this. See, they're not on the app. Jen Jung? Hello. There he is. <laughs> I love that guy. Pachi? Oi. You might need to move it down a little just because, yeah, Danny's, Danny's rocking this world. And we're going to say it at the same time. And so... Uh, I'll start us, and then everybody just say it in your language. You guys ready? Yep. Okay. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your heart and your mind today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen. Amen.